Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. Uh, we're here. I'm talking mainly now to our new listeners. Hopefully, we get new listeners. Your old listeners already know this. Uh, the purpose of this show is to help you buy a car, lease a car, without being taken advantage of by car dealers. Uh, you've all heard me. You regulars know that the uh, annual poll, Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions, ranks car dealers at the bottom. Been doing that for about 50 years. Every year, they're either next to last or last, and uh, it uh, hasn't changed. Now, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and we've been talking about that on this show. Very exciting news about Federal Trade Commission regulations, and uh, we're going to enlist your help to uh, see that these regulations go into effect in July this year, July 30th. But as you might guess, the car dealers, they're fighting it a tooth and nail. The National Automobile Dealers Association has joined with the Texas Auto Dealers Association uh, to block it in the courts. And uh, I'm actually working with the Federal Trade Commission. I've had several conversations, and I've given them my statement to to present to the court to help uh, prevent this. uh, It's called the Combating Auto Retail Scams, CARS. I love that acronym. Combating auto retail scams. Uh, um, for the, for, as I say, the Federal Trade Commission is going to try to have those rules go into effect in July. But uh, there's a fight going on, so we'll talk about that later in the show. But the uh, essence of the show is the here and now. The here and now is most people are driving combustion engine cars. Most people are buying cars at regular car dealerships that create problems for them. It's a real, real struggle. So we're here to help. Uh, Remember, the problems not only lie in the buying and leasing, but in the maintaining and repairing. We have uh, in our studio, all all you regulars know, Rick Kearney. A lot of YouTube followers are following Rick Kearney right now. Uh, Rick Kearney is a certified diagnostic master technician. Now, that's just a fancy way of saying he can fix just about any car. And... uh, we call him cars, we call him a mechanic, but he's really a, 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 he's a computer specialist. That's what cars are today, a computer on wheels. And uh, they're, they're, they're challenging to you and me. Uh, a lot of us uh, who grew up with cars and grew up with combustion engine cars, we were used to tinkering or we would do a lot of things ourselves. And cars were basically simple. Today, today they're extremely complex. So when you have a, an issue with a car, you're pretty much at a disadvantage when you go into a car dealership uh, to have it fixed, or for that matter, an independent mechanic. So we say call Rick Kearney at 877-960-9960. If you have a friend or a relative or yourself and you have a car that's 
uh, making a noise. Uh, maybe you smell something that isn't quite right. Maybe something's dripping out of the car on the garage or the floor. Um, uh, you, you want to be sure that something more serious doesn't happen, especially when you're driving the car. So rather than blindly drive into a repair shop and say, I got a problem with my car, please fix it. Here's my checkbook. Uh, that's what you're doing. Because if you go in there unprepared, uh, you can really be taken advantage of. Call Rick, 877-960-9960. Rick can steer you into the possible fix, or maybe it doesn't need to be fixed, uh, or he might also suggest uh, that you get uh, uh, three or four bids on the repair. Uh, but he can pretty well diagnose it. Uh, that's the key. Once you have the diagnosis, you can establish the price, and you can also be able to negotiate the price by getting competitive bids. So 877-960-960 or text us at 772-497-6530. Now, we're streaming the show, so we are in video, and we're streaming it on YouTube. And that's the channel that you, uh, well, Rick is ch- channeling everything today because my son Stu is not going to be here. So he'll be looking at our text at 772-497-6530. He'll also be looking at youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. That's youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And uh, if you will just tell Rick or tell us, tell Nancy Stewart, who's sitting to my left, what your problem is, we can get Rick to address it. We can also help you with buying, leasing, giving advice on how not to be taken advantage of. Nancy Stewart uh, is my co-host. She helped me when I founded this show about two decades ago. And uh, we were just a little bitty half-hour show on a radio station called Seaview. Now we're two hours, and we're on every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, live right here in North Palm Beach, Florida. As I say, you can stream us, you can check our podcast. Uh, there's so many ways uh, that we d- disseminate information out there that you can tap to help your car buying, car repairing, car leasing life a little bit easier. Now, we have a, a special thing that we do to try to keep the ladies involved with the show. If you're my age or even a little younger, uh, cars are kind of a guy thing, you know, and fixing cars and mechanics, kind of a guy thing. Well, no more. Uh, it's become, um, well, it always has been that the ladies influence a huge number of purchases. Now they buy about half the cars. Uh, they're, uh, they should be of extreme importance to the car dealers, and they certainly are for the manufacturers. So Nancy has a special offer to encourage the ladies in the audience, the listening audience, to call the show. Uh, call the show, express your ideas, your views, uh, your opinions. Uh, if you have questions, uh, we will address those questions. And if you haven't called the show before, Nancy was going to tell you about a very special offer uh, that you will get. It sounds too good to be true, but I promise you it's not. Nancy, the mic is all yours. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this fantastic morning. Great weather, isn't it? Um, 877-960-9960 is how you can reach us. And uh, ladies, do you have a car purchasing or service uh, that you want to share with us? Or maybe just give us a call 
and talk. Our number here, again, is 877-960-9960. And uh, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Yes, $50 for the first two new lady callers. So take advantage of that and call us at 877-960-9960. We have uh, Emerson, uh, a mixed-breed and uh, he is just so cute. He's just a little thing. And when I say a little thing, he's about 11 and a half pounds. And uh, his name is Emerson. And he's just as cute as he could be. So stay tuned for that just about 9.30 <coughs> this morning. We're going to go uh, straight to the phones. And we're going to talk to Howard, <coughs> who's been holding. And we'll get right with you, Rick. Hi, Howard. Uh, good morning. Good Hope morning. You're all well, in this uh, frigid Florida, and uh, I don't know what's happening, but uh, I've been here for uh, two months, and uh, it feels like I'm still up, up in New York. However, <laughs> uh, not really, because it's uh, 15 degrees in New York City today. Oh. So, so I, uh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, about car rentals. Uh, my son's coming in the 24th of February, and he said, I'm going to rent the car at the airport. And I told him, be careful because it's going to cost more money. Uh, now, my question is, why does it cost more money at the airport, and where can he uh, rent a car and get a good deal? Well, it's called uh, supply and demand. Uh, it's kind of a captive audience. Uh, you come in if you if you if you did not look ahead in your trip, which we recommend you always do if you're going to rent a car. You can always find a lower priced car, even if you have to take an Uber to the rental agency if it's off site. The uh, rental car agencies representing the aer airports pay a ton of money to the airport in rent. Uh, they have a very high overhead. And they pay that extra money because they get the first shot at people that need to rent a car but forgot to make reservations before they got on the airplane. So here they are in the airport, and they're in a strange city probably, uh, not familiar with the city, and that's why they're renting a car. And how are they going to find a lower-priced rental car when they don't know where to go? So Hertz, Avis, National, typically these are the ones that you see in the airports and they will charge you an arm and a leg. You're right. I, uh, I, I would recommend. I even if I forgot to make the reservations, I would probably uh, grab a, a. Do they have phone books anymore? I guess I guess I go. I guess I go to Google, and I would say low price rental cars in Syracuse or wherever you may be landing, and they'll have a whole bunch of information. And then you grab an Uber. And you take it there, and you rent the car. And you save yourself, you may ten, twenty bucks a day. I mean, the the money that the airport rentals get are huge. No, I'll pick him up from the airport. And yeah, him. Howard will but, pick you up. <laughs> yeah, but a question: You rent cars, don't you, Earl? Uh, we have a rental car company. Yeah, uh, my, my dealership does, and uh, we have. Uh, uh, you know, we we we'll rent a car to anybody. Now, the, the truth of the matter is today. Uh, rental cars are overpriced uh, because cars are overpriced. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's an inflation in the automotive uh, world and extends. I uh, uh, we're, we have a, a certain size fleet. We're usually out of cars, and that probably 
is the case with a lot of independents. You know, if, uh, uh, it's, it's just supply and demand. The insurance companies kind of set the market because they rent uh, a huge amount of cars for their insured, and, and what they will pay t- tends to be what the uh, uh, rental car companies will have for their lowest price car. If you want anything beyond their basic car, you're going to pay a whole lot more. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's always a, a car available inside the city that you're flying into that is going to be a much less expensive than the one that you rent at the airport. But even that car that you rent uh, at the lower price, quote unquote, rental car company is going to charge you $10 more uh, uh, a day than it would have cost you five years ago. Good information. Uh, One other question. Uh, Actually, it's a statement. A friend of mine has has a uh, Genesis, and uh, his radio wasn't working. So he went to Napleton, and they they wanted $600 just to diagnose it. Then he went to, uh, listen to this one. Then he went to uh, Stewart. I don't know the name of the uh, uh, dealer in Stewart. And they only wanted $250. So you can see yeah. what a crook Napleton is. Yeah. Uh, then he went on the Internet and they told him to disconnect the battery and connect it. And his radio started working. So uh, I can't understand why that happened. Yeah. I, you know, to be honest with you, I, 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 I kind of don't understand how Napleton exists either. Uh, for your regular files, Howard, you're a regular. You've heard all the uh, story, the Napleton stories. I mean, you could, you could write five books on the way he's taken advantage of people. The interesting thing is that he has, a, he's a large dealership group. He has, he owns, I want to say, 25, 30 dealerships, and they're scattered around. A lot of them in Florida, but in other states, uh, he's a his father started the business, and and uh, he continues it. Now his, I think his daughter is in charge. It's a family-owned business, um, and the Federal Trade Commission has just has been all over him uh, in multiple cases. He's been involved in multiple lawsuits uh, with employees and and customers, even. Uh, the manufacturers have sued Napleton. He's had big fights with Nissan. I don't know about Hyundai, but uh, I think all the manufacturers that he represents would love to get rid of him. I think they're just uh, uh, they're stuck with him. You know, the, the, the franchise that car dealers have is something that is almost impossible for the manufacturers to get out of, and that's the reason that car dealers are the only place you can buy a car, with some exceptions like electric vehicle manufacturers of Tesla sells you directly, but that's a loophole in the law there. But yeah, why does Napleton exist? Uh, uh, Every time the Federal Trade Commission goes after him and finds him a ton of money, we go out and we shop in another Napleton store, and he's worse than he was before. So he doesn't care. He's got so much money, I guess, guess, that he feels like he can get away with it. And uh, I guess he feels like he can make more money stealing than he can doing it honestly. And uh, I hope that's. Uh, I hope this Federal Trade Commission proves them wrong in July. Well, I hope they have repercussions now because uh, uh, he was free and clear. No one, uh, no one did anything. Maybe he was fined something, but uh, it didn't matter to him because he was making so much money. No, uh, no, he's 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 not. Uh, he lives in Palm Beach. Uh, 
As a matter of fact, a lot of uh, a lot of people live in Palm Beach. Look, uh, Terry Taylor, the mystery man. We'll talk about that later in the show. Multi, he's a billionaire. He's the largest in, uh, owner of independent dealerships in the world. Terry Taylor. Uh, so uh, I think uh, you know uh, Napleton, Ed Napleton's over in Palm Beach enjoying. He's probably playing golf and having a ball, and he's got all these dealerships, and they keep sending him money, and he, he's trying to spend it as fast as he can. So he doesn't know what's going on. He probably doesn't even read the newspaper. Uh, or they, I guess we don't have newspapers anymore, do we? I do. We, but have, a, we have a lot of newspapers. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to interrupt you. Howard, the bottom line here, Napleton is living up to their reputation, and we certainly hope that the Federal Trade Commission really can help us, you know, uh, with every week, week in and week out for years Stressing to the audience, dishonest dealers. So the FTC is going to come around, and I have a a lot of uh, faith in them. So uh, July the, uh, I believe, uh, I believe Earl said July 30th. Right. uh, We're all going to be looking at that date. And uh, Howard, it's a pleasure talking to you. I got about five calls backed up. Do you have any other questions? Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, Howard. All right. Bye. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go to Rick, who's calling us from Hope Sound. Hey, Rick. Hello. Good morning, hey, Rick. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, nice. I listen every weekend. Great show. Uh, it's funny Howard just mentioned the dealership up in Stewart, uh, because I was there yesterday. It's the Hyundai dealership. I've been buying from them about almost 10 years. Great place. So he's right. Great. Uh, I didn't know. I, I got an offer yesterday, and there was some fees on it that I questioned. And maybe you can help me out with this. Three, uh, well, one was a registration fee of four hundred and fifty dollars, electronic filing fee one fifty nine, a tire fee was six dollars and change. Naturally, the dealer fee was on there eight forty nine. So, is four fifty for a registration fee? Is that normal? Well, they, it's hard to say without knowing car. the car, and the license and registration varies with the with the car and with your date of birth and whether you're trading a car in or buying a car outright. But four hundred fifty dollars is not way out of line, but it could be. I mean, it depends on the specifics. Uh, the question to ask is: Is this fee being paid to the state of Florida? Uh, and that's uh, we call all the most of what you <coughs> listed there. Uh, Rick, are the uh, junk fees. Uh, The difference between a junk fee and a government fee, which is a legitimate fee, is the dealer doesn't keep the money. He pays it to either the federal or the state government. The tire fee, the the small one you mentioned, I think it's probably $6.50, as small as that is. That's that's a legitimate fee paid to the federal government. Uh, The registration, of course, goes to the state of Florida. Sales tax goes to the state of Florida. Those are legitimate fees. So, uh, the test, if you really want to, if you're going to have to argue with a dealer about it, uh, check the buyer's order, the vehicle buyer's order. And if they calculate Florida sales tax on a quote-unquote fee, then it's not really a fee, it's profit. You have to pay sales tax on anything on the car that is not paid out to the government. So an out-the-door price on that Hyundai you want to buy is is got to be plus federal or state taxes only, and that's an out-the-door price. Everything else is a junk fee that they added to the price they quoted you. An electronic file fee, you mean? What's that? 
electronic, electronic, yeah, electronic filing, filing fee. fee. Yeah, that that see that's one of the most uh, devious fees because uh, somebody gave that some thought and say we not we need to trick our buyer, the customer, into thinking this is really a government fee. So. This sounds pretty good. Electronic filing fee. Mm. Uh, electronic filing fee uh, is a. There are companies out there. Uh, we use them. Like we use a company that does our, our registration at my dealership, and we pay them ten dollars uh, for the uh, for the. It's not a government fee, by the way. I pay my salesman a commission too, and I pay my light bill. All my expenses should be baked <laughs> into the price of the car when I quote it to you. But the the electronic filing fee. It's not really a fee. It's a cost the dealer pays a private company to do the registration work. And he pays about $10. Then he's charging you hundreds of dollars uh, and trying to trick you to think they're paying it to the state of Florida. state of Florida doesn't see any of that money. Okay. Getting back to the registration fee, the manager, I questioned it. And I said to him, it doesn't cost four fifty. dollars change my plate over to that car. And he says to me, you're probably right. It's probably only about 200 or something. <laughs> then, they're really, <laughs> then they're really in trouble because if they are not paying Florida sales tax on that 450, let's say they're only paying uh, uh, the sales tax, uh, well, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're cheating the state of Florida because the state of Florida won't let them get away with omitting sales tax just because they call a junk fee a uh, uh, registration fee. If it's not a registration fee paid in the state of Florida and they don't pay sales tax, they've probably been doing that on hundreds of thousands of cars. They're subject well, to audit by the state of Florida, and they can charge mm-hmm. them back hundreds of thousands of dollars. So uh, it's, if you, well, you could call the Department of Motor Vehicles and say, I'm buying this car, I'm trading in this car, and my date of birth is this. What should my registration fees be? And they'll tell you exactly. You could actually have the car registered by them, and uh, they will tell you what the real registration that. fee is. And if, if, Maple, if uh, the uh, dealer in Stewart is, is lying about the registration fee, he's really getting himself in big trouble. You could tell the Department of Motor Vehicles they'd audited him on that. Mm. Okay. Thank you very much, Rick. I appreciate the call. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. We're going to go to Bob in Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How is everybody this morning? Good. Good. I wanted to uh, talk to you about uh, last week with a uh, shopping report, a local Ford dealer. And uh, I remember there used to be a called Paul Harvey. And he would tell a story, say, this is the rest. So here's the rest of the story. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. You're, you're, um, you're cutting you're bre- in and out. You're breaking up. <clears throat> can you go to another phone or give us a call back? Yeah, yeah, I can call you back. Okay, okay. thank you. 877-960-9960. I hope he does, because I, I love those old Paul Harvey. And now you know the rest of the story. I'll tell you, there's nobody who will replace him. No. That's for uh-uh. sure. 877-960-9960. <laughs> Nine, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call. And, uh, you know, what? Are, what? let me ask you this, uh, just to put this out there, ladies. Uh, what was the first question you asked 
uh, before buying a car that you asked yourself or asked anyone. And uh, did you go straight to the Internet, 877-960-9960? We're going to go to Wally, who's been holding from Boca. Good morning, Wally. <laughs> Hi. Hi, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Um, thank you for taking my call. I enjoy listening to your show every Saturday morning. Very interesting and uh, educational. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a question it's in reference to an extended warranty directly from the manufacturer, mm-hmm. uh, not from uh, a second or third party, directly from the manufacturer, who is BMW. I bought a 2021 3 Series uh, BMW off of my lease. Mm-hmm. My lease was expiring in October. My car only has 33,000 miles on it. Hmm. It's in perfect condition. I've constantly had it um, oil change maintained according to BMW, uh, what they require at at the BMW dealership, whether it was hmm. in Florida or it was up north in the Boston area. Hmm. Um as I said, car only has 33,000 miles. I just brought it in for an oil change, and the dealer did a, um, I, I, would, I would guess I'd call it an inspection, if you would. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, BMW, whether they required it or not, I had it done. It cost me probably around I don't know, maybe $300 or so. Um, my question to them at the time was, whenever I bring a car in, I automatically get a video of from the mechanic. And it's, uh, whether it was an oil change or a front-end alignment or whatever, and I was told that, no, this is different. This is a, a total uh, check sheet that they go through, which is fine. Anyhow, bottom line, the, the car came out perfect. So this is really my question. I talked to the dealership, and of course, uh, according to BMW, you have to buy an extended warrant, warranty excuse me, through the dealership. So I sat down with somebody at the dealership in Coconut Creek, and um, they, they were totally decent. The bottom line is to extend the warranty, from BMW that covers everything that the car covers for the first four years, I'm looking at about $1,100 a year. So with tax and all, I'm looking at roughly $3,500 to extend the warranty for three additional years, up to 75,000 miles. Mm -hmm. I only put on 10,000 miles a year. So that would absolutely cover the the uh, the mileage. That's not a problem. But my question my, my, my question is, what what is your feeling about the extended warranty? Where labor rates are so expensive at BMW dealerships for anything at all? Um, I could see spending a thousand dollars without a problem in, in a year or eleven hundred dollars, whatever. So with that said, I'm going to ask you uh, for your opinion, please. 
Well, I, I, I basically have this philosophy about extended warranties. Now, you, you've done the right thing by considering only the manufacturer's extended warranty. That's number one. It's mm-hmm. legitimate. They're not going to lie, cheat, or steal. Uh, if you buy an extended warranty from one of these independent companies or through the dealerships, many dealers own their own uh, warranty companies and, and sell you, and they design their own warranties, and uh, it's very, very risky when you buy that. BMW is legitimate. Now, uh, uh, you, you've owned that BMW for, you, you didn't own it, but you leased it, so you know the car pretty well. You know, yes. pro- probably ran well for you, you like it, that's the reason you exercise yep. your option to purchase it, and you've had good experience. You've maintained the car properly. I don't see any need to spend that kind of money on the extended warranty. I promise you that on average, the dealership and BMW are making a ton of money by selling those warranties. And that's simply right. because the repair cost that they have to take care of when there is a, a claim on the warranty is far less than the premium you pay. $1,100 a month for, for three years or whatever, there's four years that you've got to keep the car. You could, you could put that in the stock market, put that in the bond market, put it in the savings account, and draw on it if you needed it for repair. But BMW is basically a, a good car, and you take care of that car, and you spend a lot of money taking care of it. Uh, I don't think you should add an expense of an extended warranty, even though it's a BMW. It's safe, but I, I, I have my own warranty company in my dealership. And I have for many years. And it's one of the most profitable things I have. Uh, mm-hmm. The tax, the tax code uh, favors uh, insurance companies, and in Florida, and probably a lot of other states, the warranty companies are actually insurance companies. So uh, they get they get favorite tax treatment, and the money that's made uh, is uh, is quite good. So uh, insurance companies make more money than just about any other company, and they are a lot of them sell extended warrants. So I say pass. Uh, put the money away. Really? It sounds to me like you can afford to do a repair if you have yeah, to. I, you're, you'd, you'd be paying that $4,000 for peace of mind. Is your peace of mind worth that amount of money? Mine's not. I'd rather save the money. My, my, yeah, and no, and I, I, I appreciate your answer. Um, I just want to correct one thing. It's, it's, you said $1,100 a month. It's $1,100 a year. Well, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Certainly. Okay, I think yeah, right. So yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at approximately thirty-three, thirty-four hundred $3,400, um, over, uh, and above when the, when the manufacturer's warranty expires in about six months from now. Mm-hmm. So my, my, this is what they said to me. If the if the water pump had to be replaced, I could easily spend easily a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars between the part and the labor. Sure, does that sound true? Well, yeah, you can always shop and and compare prices, but the point is they're trying to scare you into buying the warranty. It's extremely Definitely. profitable. The person that's selling you the warranty gets a big commission. Rick has a point. Uh, Bob, what year is your BMW? Two two thousand twenty one. Okay, and what is the factory warranty on the powertrain? Four years. Only four years? Yeah, four years. Wow. 48 Boy, months. That, well, all right. So you, you've still got at least one year of factory warranty. Um, about, you're about nine months. Yeah. Right. I, might, I myself, I, I, w- I would find it highly unlikely that you would have any sort of a failure on a car that you don't drive near as much 
You, you right. from what you're saying, you drive about half as much as most people do. I don't think you're going to see failures on that car. Uh, put, the, uh, put the thirty three hundred dollars in the stock market in three years. <laughs> it'll probably worth be worth forty three hundred dollars. So, uh, and, and if it's not, then you can draw upon that. But I would not give right. them thirty three hundred dollars. Uh, I, I I tend to agree. I tend to agree with you. And I'll probably take your advice. One thing I do want to say, when you mentioned scare tactics, when I walked into the office where this person, you sit down with this person, they tell you about the warranty, they have a sign on the wall that was done on a printer, and it says hourly, uh, hourly uh, labor rates for BMW at, at that dealership, 340-something or 360-something dollars per hour. So to me, when I saw that, I, I knew right away that, you know, yeah. That was a little bit of a scare tactic. It is, yeah. It is. And I, I, I could tell from personal experience, one, one reason that this show is, is, pretty, is pretty accurate is because I am a car dealer, I admit it. Uh, and mm -hmm. I do a lot of the things that the car dealers out there are doing. I know how much money I make, and I know there's no more money made anywhere than, I, than on extended warranty. So it, it's a, insurance companies are winning and you're losing. Hey, we got a bunch of calls yeah. backed up. Uh, thank Bob, you. So thank we're gonna you have to move you, along. Thank you for your advice. Yeah, give, thanks, us Wally. give us a call next week and let us know what you decided. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Wally. We're going to go to uh, Bob in Lake Park. Thanks for calling back, Bob. Oh, how's this? Am I better? Coming in yes, better? Yes, so far. Oh, okay. Well, I have one thing to say. Uh, you can't if you if you if you shouldn't buy a BMW unless you can afford to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> They're expensive cars and expensive to fix, so you should know that before you go in and you buy one of those things. Uh, but I would like to get back to what I was saying before about uh, uh, the rest of the story. So you shopped the dealership last week, the local Ford dealership, and you gave them good marks and all. And yeah. uh, yes, they're pretty above board on their sales. The problem is. Uh, the rest of the story is, how are you going to get the car service? Because their service department over there is a disaster. Oh. They've, lost all their, they've lost all their mechanics that worked there for years. They're all gone. I had a friend of mine bring his F-150 uh, uh, over there in 2016. He had an extended warranty from Ford with a $100 deductible. The, the truck was running at a low RPM at idle. About 475. It should be running at 650. He brought it over there four times, four times. Once they had it for six weeks, uh, and they replaced the throttle body and everything. They could never get the thing to run properly, and uh, they told him, "Don't bring it here anymore. We can't fix it." Hmm. So well, Bob, you know, it's one of the reasons yeah. that um, I, I always advise people, unless it's warranty work. Shop the um, independent mechanics. Shop the independent. Well, this, this, the, was a, this was a warranty. He had a, he had a wararranty. Well, then, the, the, yeah, well, you talking about a manufacturer's warranty or an extended warranty? Extended warranty from Ford Motor Company okay. with a $100 deductible. Then I would go to another Ford dealer. Well, he did. Eventually, he went, he went to Al Packer, and they, he brought it there once, and they fixed it. 
Well, that's uh, that's competition is our friend, and uh, if you have a problem with a dealer and you feel like you need a, a dealer, and there are a lot of good things about dealer service departments. They have the, their their mechanics are trained specifically in that vehicle. They have the extremely expensive uh, diagnostic equipment. They also have direct access to the manufacturers, engineers, and uh, people that that are really at the top of the skill level in fixing cars. So there's a lot of good things to be said about dealer service departments. Uh, the, the the worst thing I say about the service, service department is the huge cost compared to what an independent would be. So uh, uh, if, you, if, if you have to go back to a, a Ford dealer, d- the, your friend did exactly the right thing, went to a different Ford dealer and, and found satisfaction. So I get, I get it, but, you, but you know, the, if you buy the, a vehicle from a local dealer, why should you have to travel 50 miles or 40 miles to bring the car to be serviced somewhere else. Well, if you're in South Florida, you only have to go about five blocks because there's so many dealers down here. I think there's four or four dealers in Palm Beach County. At last count, there might be five by now, but uh, usually uh, if you're in a metro area, uh, there's probably uh, one or two or three other dealers within a half an hour drive. And when you're talking about spending thousands of dollars, that half an hour may be a, a cheap drive to make. Well, I had an issue. Over, I had an issue over there too. I went over there for an oil change, yeah. and they're supposed to put six quarts of oil in my car. They only put five. And well, then that's, they that's, that's good to know. I you know, we spoke yeah. very highly at Molnex in the sales yeah. department, and we probably should do more uh, mystery shops in service departments because uh, I think we give a, a false sense of security when we give a high score on the sales department and then they found out the service department is going to give you a hard time or overcharge you so i, I appreciate you making that point about Molinex. yeah well not only that but the, you know they did the they do a checklist like they check all these other things yeah and i my car uh, notoriously the, the negative battery terminal always gets corroded well that's, and, you know, that's a good thing yeah. and a bad thing because and, yeah, honestly well, it's, it's a good thing to be able to have a checklist uh, but it turns into a menu for them to try to sell you more stuff that you don't need. Well, the problem is he never checked the battery cable. Yeah, when, I got yeah. the car, when I got the car home, it not only was stored on oil, but the battery cable was corroded. So I went back there, and the service advisor said to me that uh, in order for them to clean the battery cur- cable, they would have to charge me. Yeah. So I just did it myself. I mean, I know how to do that. Yeah, well, you, t- you t- take it up the line, Bob, uh, when you have a problem like that, uh, and did. try uh, try to get up to the general manager level. Well, I took it to the service manager. Yeah. And uh, his, uh, his name is uh, Elazar. Is his first name, uh-huh. and he was very he was very put off on trying to help me. I mean, yeah. I eventually got it taken care of, but it yeah. was it was a uh, contested uh, <laughs> issue. You know, trying to get the service done properly, and I'm just saying they lost yep. all their they lost all their good mechanics. Uh, they, they, all yeah. the people that used to work there are gone. Yeah, that happens, Bob. You know, uh, you sound like an educated consumer, Bob. And unfortunately, I have about five calls backed up. <laughs> Have a nice weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, $50, ladies, for the first two new lady callers. Uh, Give us a call, and uh, you can win yourself $50. Uh, We have a great mystery shopping report coming up from uh, Rick Case in uh, Fort Lauderdale, so stay tuned for that. We're going to go to Jersey Mike, who's a regular caller. Good morning, Jersey. 
Good morning, folks. Uh, you're doing a great show again, as usual. I got to compliment you. Thank you. Uh, let, me, let me say this about uh, Big Dog Ranch, first of all, then I'll get the cars. That's one of the greatest organizations I've ever found. I, I, uh, I'm a veteran. I adopted a dog there. And a lot of people that may want to be going out there and finding a dog, and there's a lot out there, <clears throat> uh, can uh, receive a 50% discount on any dog that they purchase there if they're a veteran. And they, uh, they are so large, they actually have a center as one of the buildings that's solely for veterans. Uh, you can go there, and uh, because of that, You'll get treated anywhere there correctly, but if you go there, if you're a veteran and you find the veteran building, you will get a little extra exceptional uh, uh, courtesy service, such as uh, uh, a, a dog vest, which can be used very heavily that you might end up spending uh, $80, $90 or whatever in the dog store, you know, a fence shop. So Thank you, Mike. I, we really, uh... I suggest they go out there and take a good look at what's going on. And by the way, they are a no-kill Whereas other other places, I don't want to name who they are, but the biggest one right here in West Palm Beach, everybody knows who it is. That is a uh, they do euthanize their animals. So I would strongly strongly support Big Dog Ranch. A little bit of a drive out of town, but it's a very nice country ride, and uh, you'll be enjoying it if you're interested in finding a great dog out there. Well, we have and a dog of the week coming up later in the show, so well, stay yeah, tuned. Uh, not true. I, and when they and when you get that dog, it's fully serviced. It's chipped. It's got a chip in it, so you can find it if it ever gets lost. It's been groomed. It's been checked by the veterinarian. It's not just a dog that's pawned off on you. They take care of what they're doing out there. They know what they're doing. And if you have a problem in the future with your dog, you take it back there, and you can get a diagnosis for free with a veterinarian. Go to a veterinarian someplace else. It's going to cost you three, four hundred dollars to find out my, what might be wrong with your dog. Well, thank you, Mike. I, we're going to talk about the dog in a little while, too, so I appreciate the comments. Uh, cause. I have a friend who bought a BMW 2018. He, 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 uh, he purchased it. He's paying $850 per month on it. He's put $6,800 and change into this car in repairs from the same place from which he bought it here in West Palm Beach. Hmm. Of course, I advised him initially, don't buy any cars anywhere in South Florida. Head up north. Go up to Sebastian. Go up to uh, Jacksonville or, or whatever. Uh, you got, I've been advised that uh, one of the worst things you can do is buy a car here in South Florida. Now, I don't want to take away a lot of business from dealerships here, but, you know, what is true is true. And, and so he, he didn't listen to me. Therefore, he ended up ending up this, that, everything else. And by the way, he never even got a Carfax on that car when he bought it because he didn't know to ask for it, yeah. which I advise all your people to do. And before they even um, take uh, buy that car, take it to an independent, reliable service center someplace and have it checked when you take it for your test drive. Yeah, you're so exactly right. And no, it's uh, yeah. $99. They'll give you a seven-page report on the car. You buy a luxury car, and you expect to get hosed when you go into the service department, whether it's a, uh, a Rolls-Royce or a Bentley or BMW, Land Rover. Uh, if you're going to buy uh, an expensive imported car, uh, they're going to get you. And uh, uh, I don't uh, – the way I look at it is – 
if if you can afford to spend that kind of money on a car, you better be prepared to be able to spend the money to get it repaired because it's going to cost you. And uh, actually, uh, they they build pretty good cars. BMW's a good car. Uh, there are a lot of good. You know, well-built luxury cars. BMW is one of the better ones. Uh, I wouldn't buy a Land Rover on a bet because they're they're terrible cars mechanically. But uh, yeah, it's uh, if you buy a, something like a, an Acura, you go to a Honda dealer. You buy a Cadillac dealer, take it to a Chevrolet dealer to get fixed. Uh, uh, if you buy a Lexus, take it to a Toyota dealer to get fixed because the Toyota dealer or the Honda dealer will charge you a lot less than the Acura or Lexus dealer will charge you. But it's just yeah. marketing. People know. You got that right. Yeah. And one last thing about that BMW. Yeah. I showed him that if he went to Rock Auto, he could have bought a steel water pump for $375, of which the dealership that he bought it from charged him $850 for a plastic water pump. Yeah. And then they charged him another $400 to install it. I said, you know, we could have done that in my driveway here. I got the tools <laughs> in my motorhead, you know, in, in, in 20 minutes or half an hour. I mean, it's no big deal. You know, you take the Permatex, seal it after you take the thing off, and bingo, bang, what's yeah. done? And so, you know, his problem was he didn't get the car diagnosed from the beginning. I advise all of your listeners, get that car checked out thoroughly to your satisfaction. Make sure you ask the right questions before you oblige yourself to have to buy it. And if, if it's a finance car, I think you've got three days to decide that you don't want the contract. And that's the state law, I believe. Jersey Mike, thank you so much uh, yes. for informing our listeners. You've done great. a great job this morning. And you guys keep up the good work because I think you're great. You're one of the best shows on the radio. And I listen to the radio almost 24 hours a day. I'm not sleeping. We okay. appreciate that. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. $50. Uh, how was your service when you took your vehicle in? You know that there are more ladies who come through the service department than ever before. $50 for the first two new lady callers. We're going to go to Mark. We have all of our regular callers calling in this morning, all the guys. Mark, good morning. Mark's calling us good from morning. Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Nancy, Earl, Stu, and Rick. Hello. Um, I haven't called in. I haven't Don't been forget Jonathan. Summarized. Oh, Jonathan, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I haven't called in and haven't been to Sunrises for two and a half months as being in the hospital. Oh. for major surgery and so forth. Oh, my. So, I haven't forgot about the Sunrises or the Earl Stewart on cars. Hope you're feeling anyway, better. Yeah, I am. Just, uh, I lost 58 pounds. So. Oh, goodness. Anyway. Hey, Rick, quick question. I got a 2015 Camry SE. Now, the front turn signal bulb is burnt out in the side of the bumper or front corner of the bumper. And I don't see any screws on the outside where you could take the lens off and put a bulb in. Question is, does a bumper have to come off to do that? Or uh, a splash shield underneath it so you can get behind it? It's the, the easiest way is a splash shield. Uh, probably half dozen screws and a couple plastic clips. And unless you have a lift, you're going to be laying on your back to do it. But you got to reach up under the bumper from inside once you get that splash shield down. Okay. All right. Well, being a double amputee, I can't get on the ground, but I was wondering if one of my kids could do it. But anyway, 
All right, we'll see about bringing it in. And uh, what would I be charged normally? A guesstimate. Is that always a minimum of one hour? Uh, we normally would. That one probably we would do it as, as the, the one hour diagnostic that we do. So it'd be a $99, $100. And then the cost of the bulb would probably be about uh, twelve to fifteen dollars. Okay, cool. Well, I won't keep you. Thanks. Uh, good listening to you guys again, and have a great weekend. It was great hearing from you, Mark. God bless and take care. We're going to go to Marty, another regular caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Uh. I have a question that probably Rick or Earl, I'm sure, and you might know. doesn't apply in Florida, but they had a lot of news stories on with this bad weather up north and out west and everything, that EVs lose their charge in real cold weather, and it takes a lot longer to charge the car in cold weather and they had people waiting six hours in line to get to a charger. Hmm. So they, they interviewed one guy, and he said he's going back to gasoline. <laughs> really? I I saw quite a few stories about that, yeah. And the pictures, now I'm, I'm sure they were playing it, you know, sensationalizing it quite a bit, but even if you take that sensationalized story and you cut it by 50%, that's still kind of a, a, a rough thing. Like, you know, if, if Earl right now were somewhere up in the middle of Colorado or, well, like where my friend is in Ohio, uh, and that much snow and that cold a temperature, um, matter of fact, uh, Mark Ryan on the YouTube channel here is, says it was minus 10 degrees at his house. <coughs> I don't think your uh, Tesla... <coughs> Would be getting around too well in that, or all the. I think you'd have to have a, a full charge on it to get yourself down your driveway and back. I think, I think they should move to Florida. I, I think you know we hear we hear all these complaints about uh, the charging in cold weather, but uh, I I lived in Troy, New York for a year. I lived in uh, Lafayette, Indiana for two years. I've been in Elmira. I've been I've been in the frozen wasteland to the north. And I remember having huge problems with my car. I mean, I, I, I couldn't start my car. I uh, couldn't drive my car. I couldn't park my car. Uh, I was afraid I was going to wreck my car. It isn't the car, folks. It's the weather. Come down to Florida. Forget about Forget it. Why do people live in sub-zero areas? I don't get it. Mike? Uh, well, I'm from uh, Rochester, <laughs> and I can tell you this. Except for jobs. Everybody should be living in Florida. <laughs> oh, boy. So we have Marty and we have Earl, who are now working for the Chamber of Commerce. Come down yeah. to Florida. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, though. In somebody's garage, will the cold weather affect an EV? If, if it's working in your garage, I think these people were looking for outdoor chargers somewhere. Yeah, outdoor cars, I think, yeah. Right, and... Having your car in your garage, obviously, it's out of the wind, so you're not getting the wind chill effect. But even then, that that garage still can get pretty cold, so it's oh, yeah. it's going to have an effect on it. It's going to shorten the range temporarily. Um, but you know, you just 
you're just going to have to deal with it like folks do with normal well, gasoline cars. My garage got down north. to 65 degrees last night, and my car charged just fine. Yeah. Well, my my stepsister up in New Hampshire probably had negative twelve in her garage, and there I know when they have their their Halloween or their holiday parties for Christmas time, they don't bother with the fridge or the freezer. They set their food in the garage because yeah. it keeps it ice cold. You know, so I mean, but it's it's the same idea with gasoline cars. A lot of times, you have to use block heaters that plug into the wall. Yeah. So I mean, well, there's, we're, you know, there's we're just joking, things that you have to do. We're joking about to... this a lot, but the fact of the matter is that is an issue, and I know that the electric vehicle manufacturers are addressing it. And the answer is yes, there will be a, solu- a solution, yeah, uh, because uh, Elon Musk wants to sell tes- uh, Teslas in Buffalo, New York, just like he does in Miami. So he's going to uh, come up with a solution that where you will be able to charge a car uh, in cold weather, and it, it's probably going to happen later rather than sooner, but there are a lot of glitches with uh, electric cars. Just just because yeah, it takes longer today to charge an electric car in sub-zero weather doesn't mean that we're going to be driving combustion engine cars forever. We're not. We're going to be driving electric vehicle cars. In about 25 years, you won't be able to buy a combustion engine car. Uh, you'll, you'll be buying, and 18 states have already made combustion engine cars illegal in uh, uh, in 25 years, so it's going to yep. come. That's not going to bother me because I'm 83 years old. But it's going to, you know, my grandchildren will not be driving combustion engine cars. They will be driving uh, EVs. Yeah, for now, yeah, Marty. Well, I know combustion. I know one thing. I know one thing. They told the bills people they got to bring either they bring or they give you a shovel so you can get a seat in the Bills Stadium for. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. For Sunday night, because Buffalo go. had like certain parts of Buffalo had about seventy inches of snow this week. Mm. Thank so, God! Thank God for all the volunteers. Yeah, I don't think any car is going to make it through there, whether it starts or it doesn't start. <laughs> yeah, Marty, thanks for the call. Have yourself a all right a great I, weekend. I hope your cough. I hope your cough gets better. <laughs> thanks. Okay. Uh, me or Rick. <laughs> Both, both of you. <laughs> Thank you. You better, you better stay away from Earl. Stay away from Earl, right. Yeah. Well, Thanks for feeling you, sorry for me. I feel like I'm between two coughing machines. You, you Earl, want, Earl's you, a cyborg. He doesn't get sick. Yeah. You want All Rick right. to stay away from Earl? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm being facetious. Hey, I'm Marty again. Thank you. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to go to John in Palm City who's been holding. Good morning, John. Good morning. I have a question for Rick. It's about my mechanic, not on my car, but just replaced the front-end struts on a car, and it was very low mileage. And here's the reason why he told me. He said that the owner of that car is like a hot rodder. When he sees the speed bumps, he doesn't slow down. It's quite rough on the car. And he said that's the reason why the shock absorbers, which basically what a struts is, uh, went so soon. I think the car only had like about 60-some-odd thousand miles on it. So what your owner's manual doesn't have a time period to repay struts. What's Rick's? How do they check a struts when a car is bought in? And uh, after they put the struts in, does the car have to be realigned? Uh, I'll take that last one first. After you replace any front-end steering or suspension component, the alignment should be checked and adjusted if necessary. And for testing struts, it's a time-honored uh, 
way, a simple jounce test, a bounce test. We basically will, you walk up to the car, you put your knee on the bumper, and you start bouncing it up and down. And once you get a good rhythm with that car really bouncing up and down, you step back, and it should move maybe one to one and a half, maybe two more bounces, and then it should settle right out and be st- and smooth and stop. If it keeps bouncing more than two or three times, it means that that strut on that corner, the, the shock absorber, is worn out. Well, the speed bumps that they have on many roads and parking lots, and if you don't slow down to like two miles an hour, would that be very extra rough on it? it yes, it can be. If, you, if you're driving on you know, hard, heavy roads and that shock absorber is having to basically beat itself to death, that can cause damage to the inside seals and the fluid because basically all it really is is it's a tube full of fluid, another rod moving in the center with a big baffle. And as it moves down through the fluid, the fluid has to squeeze past that baffle. And when it goes back up through, it has to squeeze past the other way. So the fluid is supposed to slow down that up and down movement, make it you know create resistance and slow it down. If that baffle inside starts to break down by being shoved too hard up and down against that fluid, you know, over time, that has a big effect on it. And suddenly with that baffle not moving that fluid properly, that rod just slides up and down very easily and your shock absorber doesn't absorb the shocks. Well, the point is, uh, the way they put these speed bumps in, it's ridiculous in some areas, but everybody should just slow down as much as they can and it's hard on a car if you don't oh absolutely and and some roads that just have massive potholes and the the repairs on them they get humped up high in the air so you know you're still in the same situation that shock absorber is being beaten up and down really excessively and at higher speeds that causes damage to the baffles i don't know if it's true but i heard as a federal law on an interstate or an exit of it, they'll never put a speed bump. And the reason is that a person does go too fast over it, they can lose total control of the car. Absolutely, yes. All You'll right. never well, see speed bumps on any road that might have higher speeds possible. Well, it's said in some associations and private streets, they have it so high it's ridiculous. Well, and the other effect of that is that also affects uh, emergency vehicles, such as the police and the fire department. When you're on a residential road that that fire truck should be able to do 30 miles an hour to get to your house that's burning, and instead they have to slow down to two miles an hour every 100 feet. Yeah, that's a great point. I never thought about that. I mean, to, to me, I got to tell you, if, you know, I'm, I'm 55 years old, I'm a big guy, and... Suppose I was to have a heart attack, I would rather have a nice smooth road going to my house rather than one has speed bumps every couple of eyes and know that that fire rescue, the guy that's coming to save my life, has got to slow down every couple of feet. a great big fire truck, would they be affected the same as a car going over a speed bump? More so because of their weight and their size. Yeah, wow. They have to really slow down. Well, thank you, Rick, for that information. It's interesting. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. Thank you again. Thanks for calling. 
And uh, stay tuned for that uh, mystery shopping report that we did at uh, Rick Case in Fort Lauderdale. Um, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, uh, when you went out looking for a car or you got on the Internet, did, uh, did you look at the cost of the maintenance on a vehicle you were interested in? Uh, it's, it's real important what it will cost you to keep that car on the road. So uh, good luck in uh, purchasing a vehicle, whether it be new or used, and give us a call for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960. And I didn't mention earlier, and it's real important, youranonymousfeedback.com youranonymousfeedback.com and you know it's been a long time since we've mentioned Earl's Vigilantes and uh, if you're all wondering out there it still exists and uh, you can join by going to Earl on Cars and uh, checking out that website and uh, it's a it's a win-win situation you can uh, not only help others uh, but you can help you know somebody even in your neighborhood so go to Earl on Cars and check out Earl's Vigilantes. We're going to go to Ron, who's holding, and uh, he's calling us from <coughs> West Palm Beach. Thanks. Good morning, Ron. Hi, how are you? Hello. Hey. Uh, I am I am actually Jersey Mike's friend with the BMW. Ah. Yeah, I heard, I heard him. Um. The question I have is, uh, it's a 2018 BMW. I love the way the 2018 looks, and I, I it had 52000 50, on it when I got it. Now it's got about 58000 on it. The first thing that happened was the water uh, was leaking some coolant, and uh, I had it diagnosed. That was $180 just to tell me that the water pump needed to be replaced. So the uh, the place that I took it, I'm not going to, I'm going to get all my ducks and I'll call you back next Saturday with everything because they still have the vehicle now. That was in October. And I finally got it back in a few days right before Halloween. And it was still leaking. And then I took it right back again. And it was a O-ring that's got an elbow that goes to the top of the head towards the firewall. And it was O-ring. Now, the first of all, the the payment I was fourteen eighty five for the water pump. Now it was another two thousand one hundred dollars for a O-ring that pushes into an elbow, like a fiberglass kind of elbow. And uh, so the O-ring cost me two thousand dollars after that. And I drove it probably about four miles, and now the computer. They had they had it since then, and the computer went crazy, and they had it since uh, the beginning of November, like November first, second, and uh, now uh, my question is, how many times do I have do they have to try to fix this computer part? Because they already dropped the ball on the water pump once, and uh, it wasn't the water pump; it was actually that O-ring. And uh, how many times does a repair garage that is BMW certified? And I'm not going to, uh, next week, I'm going to see what they do by Monday with this computer stuff. And next week, I'll let you know. Um, 
okay, so they put a CES module in it. Okay? They told me that's what it was. That had something to do with the security. That in it. So the integrated supply module, they, they put it that in. It still is not fixed. And now I'm, I'm way up over the $2,000 mark again already. Um, Have you taken it up the line? Have you talked to the service, the, the, the service manager or general manager of the dealership? Yes, I did. Uh, I talked to them, and they said they, they're almost there. They, they, almost, they are almost able to figure out they're testing the wire, wiring diagram against the wiring diagram. And they, they said there goes possible that there is water inside the vehicle. Have you, have you contacted the manufacturer? No, I haven't. Yeah, uh, sometimes that gets the attention of the dealers. Uh, you know, there's a, they operate with a franchise agreement. They have a contract with BMW, and they have technical representatives. Uh, uh, if you go to BMW and you say, I'm having this issue, uh, there would be a conversation between the BMW uh, technician and the dealership technicians and the service manager. Uh, I, I think it, it doesn't cost you anything to make that phone call, and you certainly have every right to be concerned. Uh, uh, normally, I would say take it to another dealer, but they're, you're in so deep with this one dealer and yes, they have the history of what they've done wrong, unfortunately, and so you're you're almost stuck. But try to try to call it uh, to the attention as high up the ladder as you can. Is this a Bremen dealership or a? Uh, no, it was. Uh, they're actually on my side. They said if I could get it there, they're going to uh, give me another one. It's a. It was a a, a, a car lot that's a, we're very well known. They sell high end cars. It's down on. Uh, it's actually. Uh, they, they're treating me well uh, with it. Uh, car factory down in down in Lake Worth on Military Trail. Oh, it's a used car. Uh, you yeah. Be, yeah. Uh, no, I, I would. Uh, if, if I were in this deep, I'd take it to another uh, mechanic. Uh, there are a lot of really good, uh, qualified uh, foreign car mechanics, especially German cars, BMW, Mercedes, uh, Volkswagen, and a lot of these guys are really good. The price is much less uh, than it sounds to me like what you've been paying. Uh, but uh, try to go up the ladder to the to the guy that r- runs the dealership or the or the the place you bought the car, and uh, and then maybe go to the menu. If this isn't uh, this is not a BMW franchise dealer, you're saying. Um, I'm being totally honest. I I don't I don't know that. I I don't. Well, there's know. only two I, BMW what? dealers in this area that I know of: Bremen and Vista Motors. No, it's not that. Okay, so it's not a franchise dealer, so you are with an independent uh, repair uh, facility now. Uh, I, I try to find out who owned the place and say, hey, help me here. This uh, your, your technicians are not able to help me, and I need to have something done. But it's, you're, you're, I feel sorry uh, for you because I, uh, uh, it's, you, you, know, you're, you, you can't leave now because you already paid them too much money. And whoever you saw next is going to have to start all over again. So you're stuck with where you are. Uh, uh, insist on seeing the guy that owns the place. Okay, I will do that. All right. I and I'll call us back and let us know what happens, will you? I will. I'll call you next week and let you know what happens. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Thank Ron. Thank you. Thanks for being part of the show. 877-960-9960. 
or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Earl's going to get to that in a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to stay on the phones, and we're going to talk to Lance, uh, who's a regular caller from Tennessee. Morning, Lance. Good morning, Earl Stewart on Tars. Hey, you, you got a song for me? Are you kidding? I've got a I've got an album for you, um, Earl. Uh, we've got snow on the ground here. Oh my God! Snow in Tennessee. How much snow you got? We had about nine inches of snow in this little thing. Wow! Could you say on the grass? Uh, and I'll tell you something that we're trying to find out up here. We're I'll tell you, don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> no, that's not a good thing. I've heard that. We yeah. never did that in Pittsburgh. Well, Earl, I've got a little quick tune for you. Let's hear it. And, uh, uh, um, and uh, I just want you to know we appreciate you, Nancy and Rick and Sue, and uh, and uh, 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 you're just very charming, delightful people. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, if the car is broken, you are too. Let Daryl Stewart on cars. He'll tell you what to do. Stay away from dealer fees <laughs> if you can. He'll tell you where to go. He'll help you with the show. And just remember, Earl Stewart on cars <laughs> on Saturday mornings. <laughs> well, I tell you what. You need to go on the road with that. I think you're. I, I think you should be uh, playing in nightclubs. I'd love to see you in person with a band behind you. Well, Earl, we're on the road with it, but we're just trying to stay on paved roads. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for bringing happiness and cheer to our show every week. We would miss you if you didn't call. So, thanks again for calling, Lance. Have a great day. You too, my friend. Thank you. We're going to go to Frank from Jupiter Farms. Well, good morning. morning. It's always hard to follow some of your um, guests that are in front of me. It's like a hard hard act to follow. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Luckily, I, I got jokes and not singing. A um, couple of things for you guys. The first one I will do for Rick. Um, we have a Audi that's coming up on its two-year point for an oil change. And when I spoke to them about making an appointment, they're saying, oh, the two-year check, they're going to pull the spark plugs. They're going to check the air filters, the cabin filter, the engine filter, inspect the brakes. I mean, on and on. And after last week, when you're talking about how the engines pretty well tune themselves, um, you know, as you drive, it would really be worthwhile pulling spark plugs at only uh, 15,000 miles to look at them and break in the seal, factory seal, or what does Rick think about that? Pulling spark plugs at 15,000 miles. Uh, we haven't done that since the early 90s. If they're iridium spark plugs, which they probably are on an Audi, they they should be at 150,000 miles, not 15. Um, that's Now, inspecting the rest of the car, obviously, you look at the filters, you look at the brakes. You know, that, that's getting under there, shining a light all around, looking for anything that, you know, Sometimes things happen. Even even on the best of cars, 
sometimes things break. Well, that sounds like so, this outfit doesn't know what they're doing. I'd get out of there. That that sounds like they're they're trying to feed you a whole line of making their service sound way better so they can charge you a little extra. Well, that's almost fraudulent to, pump it up to recommend 15,000 miles changing spark plugs. That sounds like either they're stupid or they're fraud or they're or dishonest. Yeah, and I, I I myself as a mechanic, if the car's not running bad, if the car's running normal and smooth, I'm not going to pull out spark plugs to look at them. I'm going to pull them out to replace them and then at the appropriate mileage. I see no, and unless the BM or the, the Audi owner's manual, their 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 service manual recommends doing this, which I couldn't see why they would do that, I wouldn't do it. That just sounds like uh, asking for trouble. Thank you. That's exactly that was exactly the red flag I felt when they when they told me that, and I said, "Well, this is perfect. I don't take it in for two weeks. I get to talk to you guys and reaffirm that my initial." Uh, thoughts were verified or rectified. Yeah, and if you want to have a little fun with them, if if the motor is accessible enough, if you can get to where you can see the electrical connector that goes on to the to where the uh, the spark plug boot is, the 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 coil pack. Usually, it's it's a coil over the top of the spark plug. Get a little bit of like nail polish or model paint, and just yep, put yep, like yep. a little dot that. If they unplug it, it's going to disturb that and break it. And so you can go back and look and see, did they actually do that? I mean, because you know, if they say they're doing it, okay, if they do it. But if you put that little dot of paint on there, and then you go back and you look, and they didn't do it, I wouldn't even bother walking back in their office. I would simply walk away, and I would tell the entire world on the Internet with photos, hey, they said they did they didn't. I'm not going back there. I like that. That is that's a very great suggestion. Okay. Well, the other thing too, I I really want to say thank you for your test and explanation. Um, earlier on the show, they say you can learn something new every day. Well, it's now been proved twice today. <laughs> well, I but, appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I the, I, yeah, I sent you guys a picture of a. Florida license plate that didn't have a month and date expiration. It just had two letters. Oh yeah, and that—that that was me. That's and, um, I, 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 so that's a rental car. Again, I learned something new today. Yep, I saw that recently myself a while back. A car that the license plate instead of having the the month and year, it said PM, and I yeah. thought, now what is this? And it turns out Florida now will they give those license plates to the rental car companies. And as their permanent registration, so they don't have to re-register the tag, which it kind of blew my mind a little because I remember back in the 70s when, uh, 70s and 80s, they were upset about how all rental car tags were always the same month and year, you know, for the same month for the re-registration. And if you went to tourist places, it was, you could recognize the rental cars and criminals would target them to break into them because they knew it was a rental and usually had good things to steal. So now you just made the tag blatantly say, this is a rental car. Uh, it's it <laughs> yeah, just, they were, huh? Yeah, they were like always done in June, it seemed. They were always month number six. Right, yeah. In Florida. Well, oh, very good. Um, you got a, 
few more minutes or you got a bunch of people on the line? No, I don't think we have a few more minutes, do we? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. Okay, this would this be like a little test for Rick, but also for your viewers. I was on the, um, I'm going through a knee operation um, rehab. So as you sit on the bike and you pedal for 10 minutes, you, all these numbers appear on the screen. And I was thinking about the symbology of like 225. What motor did that stand for? And um, a 283 and a 327, a 340 and a 348, 383, 389, et cetera, et cetera. But it was an interesting way to remember the motors that were in different cars I had. And, um, the 225, do you remember which motor that was? I want to say the Ford Mustang 65. Chrysler with six cylinder. I think that was a 289. What's that, but what's that Jonathan? Chrysler with six cylinder. Chrysler, uh, Chrysler six cylinder? That's coming from Jonathan. Yep, that's good. That My mom, that was her first new car she bought in 65, and Nancy will love this. It was a Plymouth Barracuda. Oh. Hey. It had the 225. A three three speed on stick on the side of the steering wheel, and Yay. it was a it was a neat car. It was really a nice car. Oh. And um, we were in North Carolina up to Maggie Valley one summer, and the car got bumped. She gets out and says to the person, "You hit my car." No, ma'am, you were sliding backwards on the hill because she didn't know about you know how to release the brake and clutch real quick on hills. So yeah. it was a learning experience. But anyway, and then I had a three forty, another Barracuda. And uh, a 380, and anyway, so with that, one last thing. Great when stories. The, they're talking about Buffalo, New York, and the snow. Yes. Uh, one, my here's my quick Buffalo story. 1977, I was I was working for Eastern Airlines, and I was looking to get a little better job. I still got out. I just got out of college. I'm waiting to go in the Air Force. So, um, a better paying job opened up in Buffalo to work the ramp, and that was the winter of '77. The car I had was a Ford Pinto with no heater. That's the year they had. All, they would have found me dead on the road in, in the snow melt that summer. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't. I didn't go. But it makes me think of Buffalo a lot for that. Oh boy! <laughs> with that, let me let you guys get back to the other folks. And as always, it's a pleasure to hear your show each week. To learn something sometimes and be reaffirmed on other things that were in my memory banks from you know the days of you know time lights and feeler gauge and yeah. Bubble, that makes that us stuff. happy, Frank. Yeah, the old school Thanks stuff. Thanks for being part of the show. You're, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to go to Lori, and uh, Lori's calling us from Palm Beach Gardens, and uh, she has given us a call before. Good morning, Lori. Well, good morning. I am asking for my daughter-in-law about her car. The front bumper looks like saran wrap that's all wrinkled. Oh, boy. And melted. That's not good. Hmm. How long no. has it been that way? Um, she had gotten the car not too long ago, and then it started. Oh. And they told her it could be from the sun, but she's parking in normal spaces that other people park. Yeah, that, that sounds like paint delamination. Like the clear coat on the bumper is delaminated. It's, it's literally, it's... It's not sticking to the color code underneath anymore, and it's peeling up. And that's why you'll see that uh, that kind of looks like plastic wrap on it because it's the right. clear paint didn't stick properly. Unfortunately, that is a, a, a condition that a lot of cars have got. 
My own pickup, I've got that on several areas on it, and it looks horrible because that clear coat just peels away and it flakes off. And unfortunately, the only way to fix it is you've got to go to a body shop. They're going to have to sand it down and reshoot that clear, repaint the clear coat on it. Is that something that should be covered under warranty? Uh, depends. Because still under warranty. If it's still under a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty, I would go immediately to the dealer and say, hey, this needs to be fixed. And, Laurie, this problem's been, uh, it's, it's existed for quite a long time, and uh, there's a good point uh, that you just mentioned uh, about the warranty. You sound like an educated consumer, and uh, there has been a lot of fixes uh, with a warranty as far as that's concerned. So I would definitely entertain that idea. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, Lori. Spread the word. Okay. Tell all the Bye. other ladies to give us a call. 877-960-9960. And uh, Earl's going to be getting to our you know, anonymous feedback soon. And uh, Rick's going to take care of some texts and some uh, YouTubes that are coming in. We're going to talk to John in Stewart. Good morning, John. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Loud and clear. Okay, so I got a, a good buddy that uh, he buys these Lexus RX 350s for his wife. And so the last one that he had is a 2016. And so the navigation screen went off. So he took it up, and it's going to cost $4,000. So he, he takes and he goes to the, the Lexus uh, dealership here in Palm Beach, and he buys an off-lease car for his wife, a 2021 RX350. And so he said that he would sell me his car, and for he'd get the, the screen fixed for $4,000. He would take and uh, do all the service on it, have it all the service done, and he'd sell it to me for, for $1,250. So that's a pretty good price, I think. But would Rick or Earl or somebody, would, would you buy that car? Would you buy? Are those are those pretty dependable cars? A two is a 2016 RX 350. Well, it's like uh, we advise anybody when you're buying a used car, have an independent mechanic check it out. Even even if the seller doesn't know there's a problem with it, you might have a problem, and uh, it would be doing yourself a favor just to spend a couple hundred bucks, take it to a mechanic you trust, uh, certified ASC certified. And uh, say, I want to buy the car, give it a once-over, and see if there's anything that needs to be fixed or adjusted. A lot of times, uh, the sales continues and goes through, but the sellers say, hey, I'll take care of that. If, you, if you're going to buy the car, I'll fix that for you. So uh, 200 bucks is the uh, best 200 bucks you'll ever spend before you buy a used car. And from the yeah. fanboy side of it, uh, yes, a 2016 RX350? I I would definitely want it looked over real close, but those are pretty cars. I love that Lexus. Uh, it's a beautiful car. Yeah, I'm going to buy it for my wife if if we get it. But I just wonder if there's any history. I try to look up to see if there's anything that that is problematic with that year. But I they had a bunch of little things, but nothing big. Well, but a couple you things you can problem. do. Uh, yes, you sir. can get the VIN number and run that through safercar.gov 
the website on the on the internet. And that will check for any open recalls on the car. So you can look and see if there's any safety recalls that need to be done. And if you have that VIN number, uh, if you go to a Lexus dealer, they will quite likely be happy to look up the history on the car. And it's a national history. It'll tell you any time that's been at a Lexus dealership. And they can tell you if there's been any serious issues that have been checked over on that car. Okay. All right. That sounds like a good deal then. Like bike usually Toyotas, but Lexus is a because he would always take and have all the oil changes and the work done at Toyota dealers because he said that they work on Toyota Lexuses mm-hmm. because they're a Toyota product and it's a lot cheaper that way. Oh yes, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. But the the right, Lexus guys. just has the where's your friend the fit and finish above. Where's your friend buying the his new Lexus from? The Palm Beach of Lexus of Palm Beach over there on Okeechobee. Because they had a bunch of cars returned tell them, in their leases. Tell them to call J.M. Lexus uh, and Coconut Creek. It's a bit of a drive, but even if you don't drive down there, they'll give you a price on the phone. And they are the largest Lexus dealership in the world. They're honest, transparent, and uh, they'll give you a really good price. If your friend doesn't want to buy it from J.M. Lexus, he can just take J.M. Lexus' price to Palm Beach Lexus, and they'll probably match it. Or if they won't, then you drive 45 minutes, and you'll get a better deal. Oh, okay. So it's J.M. Lexus and Coconut, Coconut Creek. Creek. Okay, Coconut Creek. Buddy. Fort Lauderdale area. Yep. Fort Lauderdale. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate your show. Thank you, John. Have a great weekend. We're going to go to Karen, who's a first-time caller, and she's calling us from Pompano Beach. Good morning, Karen, and welcome. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Hope you're well. Uh, You just won yourself $50, Karen, by being a first-time caller. Well, thank you. You're welcome. very excited about that. Karen, stay on the line, and uh, you can speak to Jeremy in our control room. Give him your contact information. He'll pass it along to me and I'll get that check out to you. I appreciate that. And can I talk to you about my car after that? Uh, No, you can talk about your car right now. Great. I have a 2008 Lincoln Town car. It has 90,800 miles on it. Hmm. I bought it secondhand when it had 50,000 miles. And the last year has been really disaster. I had leaks in the front under the mat. One time it was so bad, the passenger side leaked over an inch of water in the back seat. Oh. I had it fixed, and they, it still has water coming in. My windows broke open. They fixed that, but they're not right yet. I went back twice. I also had door locks that would not open or close. So I was locked in and out of the car. Mm. That was replaced. And the gentleman who replaced them said they could not guarantee it because of the age of the car. And I'm just concerned um, in the situation. I I love the car. I don't think it has a lot of miles on it and like to keep it up. You know, you've got one of the most, well, it's a very old car, you're right, but the mileage isn't bad. And uh, the, uh, the old Lincoln Town cars uh, had that trunk space, and, uh, and it was a, a kind of a... a, a favorite car of a lot of people older people like like uh, me and you maybe uh that uh, love that so if you ever decide to sell the car uh you could you can shop it around 
and uh, get prices. Uh, you could probably sell that car for uh, surprisingly uh, a lot of money. Uh, but if uh, if you've got some serious problems with the car now, it just doesn't make any sense to be uh, throwing good money after bad. You've named a number of things. Uh, uh, but I'd, I'd check and see what I could sell the car for and maybe uh, uh, f- uh, find something else. Okay, well, it's not an option for me because I'm a above-knee amputee, and on the roof of the car I have an automatic oh, I see. Uh, thing that takes my wheelchair in and out. The most concerning problem I have right now is the power steering. That went, and the gentleman fixed it, and it's still not... It's very hard for me to turn the wheel. I'm having trouble with my arm because of it. And I just don't know if I have recourse to go back to these people because they can't fix it the first time. I'm wondering what they're going to do the second time. Hmm. That's always a, a, a large concern. Most shops, independent shops and, and dealerships alike, they want to earn your business the proper way. And sometimes, I mean, we, we're only human the mechanics, we're human beings. We do make mistakes, but we do try to fix it when we do. We, you know, we, we want to try to do right by you. Uh, the best thing you could do is call back to that shop, ask to speak with the owner, and explain your situation. Uh, polite persistence is a term I love to use. You, you Be nice, be polite, but say, hey, I really need some help here. You know, I paid for this repair. It's not right. What can you do to help me? And you know, in a in a nice, friendly manner. And in most cases, they're going to want to do right by you because the person that they make happy is going to tell ten people how great they are. The person right. that they make angry is going to tell fifty people how upset they were. So, you know, they're going to want to try to make right by you. Well, I, I would talk to advice. them. You know, Rick is just. That's uh, excellent advice, and and speaking to the owner uh, is in in a polite manner uh, and explaining your situation. Uh, give that a try, and then call us back next week. I think uh, I think that'll uh, work for you. And uh, Karen, I can't. I don't blame you for wanting to keep that car in spite of everything that you've had to go through. Boy, what a gem of a car! And like I said, I don't blame you for wanting to hang on to it. Is that a dealership in Pompano Beach? No, this was in Coconut Creek Market area. Okay, Coconut Creek. And you've been you've been dealing with them for how long? Well, I haven't dealt with the deal. I've been going to uh, service stations, which I think is my mistake. Um, The last situation I had, they turned off the air suspension, so I have electrical problems with the car because I think of that. And I'm just wondering, if I went to the dealer and he checked it out, would they be able to give me an estimate on all repairs before I make a decision to do it? You know, the the Lincoln dealer? Yeah. Yes, I would cost you more money. I I would go in and I would ask them, them, tell them you've had some issues. You want them to do an inspection on the car and tell them like they would do for, say, a used car that they were going to put on their lot. They'll norm- they should charge you about one hour, about $150. Make sure you get that in writing first of how much they're going to charge you. And then you know authorize just that amount. And they should come back and give you the list of everything they see. 
and be able to break it down for you and tell you what what items are important and should be done soon, what items are more minor and can be left go for a long time, yeah. and what items are well, just, power just steering is a problem information now, right? to you but yeah. wouldn't need to be addressed. And, and Karen, I think that's a great idea. You know, I mean, 100 or $150 would be an investment in this uh, Lincoln Town car that you really want to hang on to and uh, you you want it to be on the road that's right yeah. i appreciate this information about the inspection and i'm going to do that yeah um, it's a it's a fantastic idea just putting things in perspective well thank you so much what a great program i'm learning a lot oh karen thanks so much and spread the word Help me build the platform here at Earl on Cars. Stay on the line. And, uh, yeah, give Jeremy your information so I can get that check out to you. I sure will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. God bless. Okay. Uh, I think that we are at the hour or half hour that we need to address your anonymous feedback and also well, YouTube. How about, uh, YouTube. And we uh, have some text. YouTube's here. Well, we're a little quiet on YouTube, but let's see what we got for text here. Um, well, we'll go straight with Anne Marie, but interestingly enough, uh, Earl, you started right out with her almost the same thing as what she sent with her her text here. Uh, basically, she's good morning. Last week, you said you would donate money to Florida senators or congresspersons' favorite charity if they would state their position on the FTC rules. For cars, the the FTC cars program. <clears throat> she wanted to know: Did we get any responses from anybody? No, I'm very disappointed, and I I, I won't say surprised, I just, but of course disappointed. Uh, yeah, the, um, the there's some breaking news on that too, is that the Federal Trade Commission, much to my disappointment, uh, has had to put on hold the implementation of the Combat Auto Retail Scams, the CARS Act regulation uh, that's supposed to go into effect on July 30th because the National Automobile Dealers Association and the Texas Automobile Dealers Association launched a uh, complaint with the court, and it's a delaying tactic. That's all it is. Uh, We knew this was going to happen. Uh, we knew NADA was coming on strong. They got the Texas uh, Dealer Association to go along with them. And uh, I found out about this. They kept it pretty quiet, uh, uh, the NADA did. Uh, I got a call from the Federal Trade Commission, and uh, I've had several calls from the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, they asked for my statement to give to the court. I have the statement here, and I sent it back to the Federal Trade Commission. But basically, uh, uh, I'm stating as a dealer in this statement to the judge who is going to make the ruling of whether or not the Federal Trade Commission can proceed with the combat auto retail scams regulation, uh, they're going to hear the arguments. And um, uh, as a dealer, I'm saying I want the Federal Trade Commission CARS Act uh, regulation to be implemented. And uh, I also say that this is not only hurting consumers, what the car dealers are doing, it's hurting honest dealers like me. 
And uh, it's awfully hard for any car dealer that wants to play it straight and transparent to advertise or quote prices when his competition down the street will lie to the customer to get them in and say, uh, this is my price to get you in the door. And when you come in the door, uh, they hit you with $2,000 worth of junk fees, uh, dealer-installed accessories. Uh, they hit you with a, a addendum label. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it makes a lot of honest dealers say, to hell with it. I, I'll fight fire with fire. So they start lying and cheating and stealing to com- combat the people that started it. So it's a vicious cycle. And uh, I gave my statement, and I hope they found some other honest dealers out there that gave their statements, and the judge will decide, the federal judge will decide as to whether or not this regulation will continue to be implemented. But uh, it's going to be a fight, folks. The, the, the entire uh, way cars are sold in America is on the line. And if this thing doesn't get passed, it'll be business as usual. Uh, I can't imagine at 2024 us having a retailer that sells such an important product as the automobile to continue to lie, cheat, and steal. And that's what's going on right now. And the Federal Trade Commission is trying to stop it. So, Anne-Marie, very perceptive of you. And uh, I have the, uh, the offer open. I started with the Florida U.S. representatives uh, in Congress and, and the Senate. And I said to the our senators, Mark, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, uh, I will do, donate $1,000 to your favorite charity if you will just go on the record with the Federal Trade Commission's Cars Act and say you support it or you don't support it. I'm not, I'll, I'll give the $1,000 to your favorite charity even if you say I'm not going to support it. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm not trying to t- tell you what to think or do. I'm telling you don't be sneaky about it. If you're going to be brazen enough to tell the Federal Trade Commission they can't keep dealers honest, I want the voters to know that you feel that way. So Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, $1,000 to your favorite charity, and I'll double that if you'll let me give the money to the Big Dog Ranch Rescue. I'll give $2,000 to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and or you can have the $1,000 for your favorite charity, just go on the record that you support or do not support the FTC combat auto retail scam regulation. Ladies wow. and, and ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine 72 million, 72 million hours each year that the consumer spends shopping for a vehicle we got to get control of this bait and switch tactics, the hidden fees, everything. And Earl is leading the charge and here's as a, usual. Here's my blog, Combating Auto Retail Scams. Uh, you can get that at EarlOnCars.com. Demand your congressperson make known their support. Demand your congressperson make known their support for the CARS Combat Auto Retail Scams Regulation. Uh, I'm doing this for the Florida U.S. representatives and the Florida senators. Uh, Call the representatives and the senators in Congress, the U.S. Congress, and let them know how you feel. But if we don't fight this, the NADA and the other deal association, like the Texas 
uh, Auto Dealers Association and the Florida Auto Dealers Association. Every state dealer association is fighting this. So we need to rally the troops. Uh, I, I, I just can't believe that the Federal Trade Commission would put this on hold. Uh, I, to me, they should have just left it official for July 30th, but it's, it's reported that they put it on hold. And uh, I'll be talking to the uh, Federal Trade Commission people again, and we'll find out about that. But call your uh, call, write, email, text your representatives in Congress and tell them you want them to go on the record. If you're going to support the FTC, let us know. If you're not going to support them, let it know. And then tell Earl Stewart, and he'll donate money to your charity. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, whenever Earl says that he's talking to the FTC, he's talking. He's on the phone. And they he's trying many, many times, yeah. Absolutely. And um, he is, you know, like I said, leading the charge. And he's doing it for me, you, for all of us. So help us out, okay? Um, combating auto retail scams. That's cars. And Anne-Marie found this story not only on Jalopnik, which is one of the really good automotive information sites. That's J-A-L-O-P-N-I-K, jalopnik.com. And she also found it on USA Today that there was a story on it. Uh, Apparently, the court has agreed to hear the petition. The issue is whether the FTC even has the legal authority to enact the rule. The dealerships call the rules an abuse of discretion, whereas the FTC maintains the rules do not impose substantial costs, if any, on law-abiding dealerships. Notice those words, law-abiding dealerships. And the rules just guarantee a more even playing field for dealerships and consumers by eliminating junk fees and hidden costs. She's, That's excellent, she's, Anne-Marie. Thank she you She lays much. it right out. They afford me that uh, text uh, and so I can refer to that, that website. I haven't seen that. But, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad you're on top of that, Anne-Marie. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, and uh, Johnny C. Fraidley uh, mentioned for the fellow with the 2016 Lexus where the screen had gone out for the GPS unit, uh, he mentioned you might want to check in on aftermarket units. Uh, such places as Best Buy, sometimes they can replace the aftermarket radios or replace the factory unit with an aftermarket radio that has the latest technology. So you'd be able to get like Apple CarPlay, Google CarPlay, yeah. all of that in your older car. I know I did that We're in my short pickup. time, Rick. We got to get to this. Okay, on we go. But yeah. yeah, check into that before you spend a whole bunch of money replacing that screen thank you for a quarter of that you can get it fixed absolutely great information for uh rick um ladies and gentlemen we have a mystery shopping report that uh well (laughs) well stay tuned i won't uh give it away rick chase hyundai fort lauderdale you can share your uh grade uh with us at 772-497-6530 that's seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. So you can grade right there, and Rick will pick those texts up. That's Rick Case Hyundai in Fort Lauderdale.
Now, Rick Case, Hyundai, uh, some of you know, regular listeners would know Rick Case uh, passed away a, a year or two ago, and Rita Case, his wife, is running the very large group of dealerships, and he has some of the, one of the largest dealerships in the country, uh, Honda dealerships. Uh, I say he, and now it's she, Rita. They've been partners. They were partners uh, throughout the years. I'll speak in the first person as if I were the mystery shopper, Agent Lightning. And uh, I arrived mid-afternoon and started looking at a car that was open in front of the dealership. Before I could get in, a very energetic salesman hollered out to me. If you sit in it, you have to buy it, he joked. It's pretty good. Very engaging, you know, friendly, good salesperson in terms of um, being smooth, I should say. Probably a smooth salesperson. I laughed and replied, Glad you caught me before I sat down. He extended his hand for a handshake. My name's Donnie Barnes. How can I help you today, ma'am? Well, I'm in the market for a new car for my daughter, something new for a good value, I explained. Donnie responded with enthusiasm. Well, the Elantras are great cars, and here at Rick Case Hyundai, we double our warranty, and this is what you get. Uh, 20 years and 200,000 mile warranty, uh, free Rick Case uh, and this is free. It's a uh, uh, five-year, 60,000 basic limited, three years, 36,000 uh, maintenance, seven to 7,500 miles oil changes, free car washes at any Rick Case dealership. There's several in South Florida, and a five-year unlimited mile for roadside assistance. So this is all free, he says. He continued, we sell about 500 cars a month. I believe that's accurate. Uh, I'm not... I'm not sure that's, I think that's probably new and used, but that's a large market there in South Florida. We have lots of inventory, which is, you know, you've heard, listen to the show, this hasn't always been the case, but uh, the inventories are building up, and if you've been out of the water, afraid to go back in the water to buy a car, uh, it's time where you will have some ability to negotiate because new car inventories are climbing. Uh, uh, again, the salesperson uh, says, let's take a walk around and, and uh, let me show you what I got. He mentioned he's been uh, at that dealership for 15 years, which is unusual for a car salesman. Very unusual to have a car salesperson that's worked for the same dealer for 15 years. Curious, I asked, what's the best deal and the best vehicle you think you have for me today? Uh, kind of being wide open about giving him the ability to steer her or whatever car she wants. Again, our mystery shopper. He laughed. Now you know everyone pays a different. Everyone pays a different price for every car. I can tell you that. Now that surprised me, so I'm going to repeat it. I. Uh, it's true. <laughs> That's why the Federal Trade Commission is trying to take action. But here it is, a salesman actually laughing about this. And this is what the salesperson told uh, me, as I'm the mystery shopper. Now you know everyone pays a different price for every car. And that's true. I mean, the same car, five people come in, they get five different prices, and they pay five different prices and go drive the cars out. Unbelievable. Playing down my ass, well, isn't this window sticker the price? I was pointing to the Monroney label on the new 2024 Hyundai Elantra SEL. The MSRP was 26825 MSRP, 26825 Donnie, the salesman, replied, well, we have fees, and then we can work from there. <laughs> Slipped it in real casual, like, we have fees. 
Yep, you got fees, all right. He added, I'm here for you and will do whatever I can do to get you into a car. How soon are you looking to buy? What a shame that the game has to be played this way. The old, I'm on your side, and we're going to team up against that mean old sales manager, and then we're going to go back and forth and back and forth and haggle, and then you'll get a price that'll be different from anybody else <laughs> that bought the same car. But that's, that's the way it is, folks, today. If the price is right right now, I said, uh, I'll buy the car. That's an answer to his question. How soon am I looking to buy he liked my answer, suggested we head inside for him to work up a price. Once inside at his desk, Donnie mentioned again his long tenure at the dealership. And that's admirable, I have to say. Give him credit. He was having problems logging into the computer, complaining about the systems. After about seven minutes, he walked away, came back, apologizing that someone must have been using his PC. Finally, he asked for my contact information. I'll be back with a price, he said, excusing himself. Uh, come with me for a minute. I forgot to show you something, he said, leading me to another vehicle, a new Sonata in the showroom. All our vehicles have this additional sticker on them. Whoops. Now we know we're going to have some more fees, and now we know there's an additional sticker. It was an addendum label for Rick Case Benefits that listed some freebies like lifetime car washes, as well as $1,795 charge for a protection package with no details. Uh, maybe they're going to protect the driver. I, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, $1,795. And $595 decor package, also a bereft of explanation. So there's $2,390 they're going to add Just to the price because. with no explanation. Huh? Just because. Just because, yeah. You actually confused about why the car we'd seen earlier didn't have one. Well, it confuses everybody. That's the whole purpose of it. I expressed my disappointment about over-sticker prices. Back at his desk, yes. What was the window sticker on the Elantra? Uh, didn't you take a picture of it? Yes, I confirmed. It was $26,825. He showed me their price on his worksheet and tried to justify the markup. Now, this is really tap dancing. This is really smoke and mirrors. He was selling it for $28,825, starting $2,000 over MSRP, starting at $2,000. He added the $799 dealer fee. Very few people use the old-fashioned term dealer fee. That used to be the only word, but they still call theirs dealer fee at Rick Case. $132 electronic filing. If we had an earlier caller complaining about that, it's a favorite, and that's just profit to the dealer. And $1,295, this is really evil. This is really illegal, and this is really stupid. $1,295 for inland freight. Now, freight is baked into the invoice and the MSRP of the Hyundai that the manufacturer, Hyundai manufacturer, sold the Hyundai to Rick Case for. So the, it's already in the price. And now Rick Case is double-dipping and charging twice for the freight. $1,295. You can't make this stuff up, folks. My real price, once the smoke had cleared, and the smoke and mirrors, <laughs> was $31,051. $4,226 over MSRP. You can't blame them for asking, right? Well, I blame them. Donnie said the price we pay for a car versus the window sticker isn't much less. 
Now that's an out and loud, bold-faced lie. Donnie, you're a damn liar. Uh, it's absolutely, read a case, do you hear this? Uh, I, I hope you're listening. Uh, it's just uh, unconscionable that this salesperson would be uh, blatantly lying. I mean, if you're gonna lie, be clever about it. It's not even clever. Frustrated, I replied, I'm not here to play games. I've been upfront about looking for a good deal today. You said you got me, uh, that you'd get me, but this above MSRP isn't acceptable. I'm done here. Donnie, take out a back question. What do you mean? You want my best price, but you aren't even buying a vehicle today? <laughs> I told you the price is right. I was buying now, I retorted. He offered to speak with his manager, but I was skeptical after a brief wait. I decided to leave frustrated with the experience. But I don't blame Agent Lightning one bit. Uh, you, get to, you, you see where you're going when you get a salesman like Donnie. He's smooth. He's slick. He's likable. And those are the dangerous ones. And he's been doing this for 14 years. And he's been getting away with it. Or otherwise, he wouldn't be there for 14 years. So uh, this guy is uh, dangerous. And uh, that's... That's my uh, analysis of that. We've got pictures of all the addendum labels and the rest of it. And uh, we now have to get to the vote. And we've got very little time left. So let's count the votes. Rick, you got any over there? We've got a couple already coming in. I'm waiting for my folks here to get this up and go in here. Okay, here we go. Henry. Illegal equals automatic F. <laughs> she keeps it short and sweet, right to the point. Yeah. Bob from Maryland. F for frustration and false information for Rick Case Hyundai. Again, short, sweet, to the point. Let's come over here, and we've got Joseph Kelleher. Simply says F. Tom Steckel. Quite a case study. F. Illegal freight charges and addendums. Sad that they're stealing charges and are sad that they're stealing from 500 people every month. Compare with Central Florida Hyundai, owned by Mullinax. Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Now you know every dealer gets a different grade based on their performance. Oh, you have fees? There's a downgrade there. Oh, additional sticker? Another downgrade. <laughs> and lies to boot? Solid F minus. <laughs> Mark Anderson, F, double dipping on freight charges. Wow. Okay, and over to this side, let's see here. Biagio Albano. I feel that a simple out-the-door price on a new car would help increase sales. Total agreement, sir. Johnny Z. Fraidley, D. Oh, he's being nice. He says, I bought a new 1980 Civic from Rick Case's first car dealership in Cleveland. Back then, they didn't have all those markups. That's right. Brian said, Latko, if I wanted to double dip, I would go to Baskin Robbins. My grade <laughs> is an F. <laughs> Mark Ryan, D minus for Donnie and F overall. And Tim Gilliland simply says, D minus. Uh, for me, as you say, Earl, we got, we got to keep it on the curve. So I'm going to say D minus. It just it's it's hilarious what they're pulling there, and I think maybe we should consider a a stun gun for a part of uh, a idea, yeah. Agent Lightning's 
uh, protection package there because she might need it with some of these salesmen coming up. Nancy? Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you had any doubt as to why we talk about the Federal Trade Commission, if you're wondering why Earl is talking to them, right here, right now, here's a dealership that is, uh, I'm not even going to waste any words, but the, uh, the bait and switch tactics, the hidden fees, it just says it all. It's time for the FTC to get involved. And uh, you know how I feel about all this. It's an automatic F. He can keep his car washes, and he can put them, well, never mind. Ooh. Well, as most of you know, I don't give out Fs very often and uh, almost never. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to put an F on this one. It was absolutely terrible. And uh, I'm also going to send this uh, Rick Case Hyundai uh, mystery shopping report to the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, I've got uh, several contacts up there that we're texting and calling back and forth. Uh, maybe I could get to them before they go to the uh, judge in Texas, uh, federal judge, uh, to uh, make this uh, Federal Trade Commission Act um, uh, not happen. But uh, this is one of the worst reports. I'm going to have to think about this. We might have a new Napleton here, uh, and I don't know what happened to Rick Case. Rick Case used to be an okay dealer. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. Read a case. Maybe you're not watching the store. Something's going on, and you need to take a look at your Hyundai store. Well, I think we're going to sh- we'll shop some other Rick Case dealerships to see if this is spread. Good idea. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, to uh, remind you, we'll be right back here next week from 8 until 10 o'clock. Have a great weekend, and thank you again for joining us.